0: Welcome to It's Actually Happening. This is Vince Williams.
1: Hello there. And this is Christopher Heffelhoffen. Heffernan. Heffernan.
0: Chris Heffernan. This is a podcast that looks at the weird and wonderful news that is actually happening in the world today. And what a special podcast it is today. Vince and I are actually in the same room together when recording. Look at that.
1: I know. Look at us in the same room. I can smell him. That's how close we are. We're, not, we're still obviously two metres apart, um, but we're in the same room, which has never happened for our podcast, so this is a first out there. Probably the last as well. I don't really like it. Either, <laughs> you know what I mean? So.
0: <laughs> so there you go. But before we go any further, let's have a look at what was happening on this day, the 2nd of October throughout history. So, 1836, Charles Darwin returns to England aboard the HMS Beagle after five years at sea.
1: Five years at sea? It was like all those people on a cruise at the beginning of <laughs> Corona, wasn't it? So
0: yeah, I think this was, I think, is this when he came back about the Finches? And thus, evolution was put in place.
1: Oh, right. What what year was that?
0: 1836.
1: Did they bring other stuff back that Because a lot of the inventions came from explorers that went round the world on boats, didn't it? Like potatoes and stuff like that.
0: No.
1: Oh. Yeah, there was. I'm sure it was. There was like things like potatoes came back, uh, tobacco. I think most things are ending O. To be honest with you, <laughs> lilos.
0: <laughs> he arrived back on an inflatable lilo. <laughs> That's
1: why it took him five years. Next up,
0: 1950 the first strip of Charlie Brown entitled Lil Folks later Peanuts was published in seven nationwide papers
1: ah a bit of Charlie Brown yeah I don't I never read it and used, obviously I didn't read the comics so much. it was in the Express I think it was they had it in there my time. Um, but I did like the t- the cartoon series was quite good I loved it when Snoopy was always pretending he was like the Red Baron he would go after him that always made me chuckle
0: fair enough there you go, a bit of a flash into the past.
1: for <laughs> Long past, yes.
0: 1991, on this day, Steffi Graf beats Magdalena Maleva of Bulgaria in the Volkswagen Cup to become the youngest woman to win 500 professional tennis matches.
1: How old was she then, then?
0: doesn't say. That's quite a key thing, isn't it? It obviously? is a key thing. You've, you've missed that
1: bit out, Chris. See, this is the thing. We've, we're now doing it together in the same room, and Chris is lapsing already. He's given us he's given us a headline there to the woman being the youngest woman to do it, and yet he hasn't given us her age. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess at an age here and see if I'm right. I'm gonna reckon she's gonna be seventeen.
0: Twenty two.
1: I was wrong. 22. But it's two. Twenty two. So the youngest woman to hit yeah. five hundred wins.
0: There
1: you go. Well, fantastic. Steffi Graf there. Months. What a grunter.
0: So Vince <laughs> What news have you got for us this week?
1: Well, Christopher, we're going to start with this headline, which again caught my eye this week. Couple spend £2,000 on cardboard cutouts of their friends so they could attend their wedding. So, basically, obviously, with all the restrictions. I mean you could have 30 people at your wedding, now you can only have 15 and it goes down and down. These people, this couple thought we're gonna jump ahead with this. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna invite out, at the time it was 30, so they could have 30 people at their wedding. Um, They'd have to get a few more cardboard cutouts now. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so basically what they did was they spent 2000 pounds on getting a cutout of each of their friends that they couldn't invite to the wedding. Um, and so, in that case, they had everybody they wanted to at the wedding. So they but
0: they didn't, did they? Because not everyone was at the wedding. Some of them were cardboard cut-out forms. of they, them at the wedding. Yeah,
1: but like I suppose, like you know, for for photos, let's say for photos, you've got because they wanted to invite hundred people, and so seventy couldn't make it. So they made seventy cardboard cutouts. So in the wedding photos, you've got the cardboard cutouts. So later on, you'll think, oh, they were kind of there in. Sp- no they're not really no, there, are they're, they? not no. there at all. they're not there at all really but this is what they did they thought it would be a good idea uh, even though some of the cardboard cuts if you look on online is that's like people in just a normal t-shirt I don't know if they've taken it off their Facebook
0: so if it would only work if you did this professionally send everyone to a green screen studio dressed in what they were going to wear to the wedding and they all pose as if they were in a wedding photo because I remember when we were we were at school our last year year six the school photo rather than having the usual class photo they did a mixed one so you got into little groups and you all did a pose and then you they put all the poses together in one long picture so it looked quite cool so you had each individual person it looked like we were all in one room together having a big photo i
1: don't know if i've ever seen a school photo and named it cool well, to be fair, Chris, but obviously your school is different to mine. I mean, you probably had all the... Did you have all the servants and the butlers and that at the back? Yeah,
0: they and were then, allowed in as yeah, well. Yeah, and
1: the footmen either side. Yeah. Lovely.
0: Um, So that, I think, would have been a much better way. If you wanted these wedding photos, on the wedding day, you do some photos, and then you've got all these extra people you can just effectively crop in, as opposed to some really dodgy cardboard cutouts.
1: Yeah, and they're not the best, are they? These cardboard cutouts, because no. it, it dependent on, I suppose, dependent on the person and the picture, you've probably someone got someone with a big head, because they've got a bit closer on the picture, yep. or someone that's not got such a big head. So it's going to be a little bit, bit weird. But I, I suppose imagine the other,
0: if it rained, the faces of these cardboard cutouts as it slowly disintegrates in the rain, it looked like a horror movie, like Indiana Jones uh, and the Lost Ark. And they open the ark, and all
1: these faces <laughs> start to melt. That's—I I think that for a wedding shot, that's a better shot, to be honest with you. I mean, I'll be honest: at my wedding, I—I I, I would have preferred cardboard cutouts to a lot of the people that were there, um, including the bride. So that's the way I would have gone with this. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> Do you imagine all her family, all cardboard cutouts? Oh, that would have been so good. I wouldn't have had all that grief.
0: Makes nice table arrangements easier.
1: Yeah, because you just have to stack them up, don't you, in yeah. the corner. You haven't got so many tables. You've only got a head table, really, haven't you? and a couple, maybe a couple more in the front. Where's the other guests? Oh, they're stacked up in the corner.
0: What a decision, though, to have to take 100 guests down to 30.
1: It is, and there is a big Pending there is a big decision. And I think it's really important, that, and I think it's a good thing in some ways, because it's really important that you know you've got the, the real close people to you. You know when you have a wedding and you invite people and you go, oh, I've got to invite them? You know, like your second cousin, you've never, you've met them once maybe when you were a baby and they came to see you in hospital. And you go, oh, we've got them. And then they've got a plus one and four kids, you know, because they've got loads of kids because they live up north, you know? It's that sort of thing where you think, oh, am I, why should I invite them? Your boss, you know, your manager. In fact, inviting your manager, you think you have to, to your wedding, but then you've only got like 30 guests or now 15. You're not gonna invite your manager then, are you? You're gonna say, oh, I'm really sorry. Can't invite you. Nothing against you, obviously. It's just I can only have 15 people. See, I
0: find weddings a really funny thing because they take place often right at the beginning of your life with someone normally. You're quite young. You've not established a life together. And so the people that actually end up coming to your wedding are a really random set of people because like, I look now at most of like my parents, family, friends. We didn't know most of them when they got married. So they weren't there. And then you just get these you get lots of family, and then the odd friends that you've taken from school and maybe uni and then a couple that were friends at the time, but then all the rest of your life is full of these friends that were never there. It's quite weird, I think.
1: It's also, you're right, and it's also weird that when you look back on the photos, I can look back on my wedding photos, uh, yeah, it was in, it was in sepia because obviously it was that long ago, um, but there's people on there that I can't stand. <laughs> At the time, they were friends, or they were acquaintances, or were, there were there was a there was a woman there that I used to choreograph for. She did fashion shows around Birmingham, and um, I used to, at the time I was working for her, and I, I invited her because I thought it was good to invite her, you know, because keep me in there with her. Uh, then after that, she screwed me over at some point, and then you think I hate her now, and then you look on a wedding photo, she's there. So if she was a cardboard cutout, at least I'd have that now to be able to throw stuff at. Yeah. You know, get out a bit of anger. So those people that they've got in the cardboard cards, if they keep them, and they fall out of them, they can use them like some sort of dartboard. So yeah, no, I think it's I think it's weird. Weddings are weird anyway. I don't see why you need to get married nowadays. Do you? Oh
0: yeah, anything for a nice little party. Everyone gets glammed up, a little posh affair.
1: You do know you can do that without actually hitching up with someone. You know you can just have a party, Chris, where you can dress up. I mean, you should know more than anybody. You dress up for breakfast in your full tuxedo, don't you? I mean, you don't need a wedding. So, do you think you'll get married?
0: Oh, yes. I sound like the Churchill dog again. Oh, yes.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> so, this is the question. Your wedding is coming up. Chris, am I at the wedding or am I a cardboard cutout?
0: Well, I feel a cardboard cutout would be safer because they wouldn't be able to talk. <laughs>
1: What are you saying?
0: I'm thinking there's a moment in the wedding ceremony where it says, anybody here have a reason why these two should not be fully married? And I'm certain you would say something at that point. We then get to the speeches and unannounced, you'd go, I have a speech. Okay, this isn't normal. Ha- no, no, I have a speech. I'd like to deliver it, please.
1: <laughs> oh my God, you know me so well. Because <laughs> I would love to do that. I would love to say, look, no, I'm not the best man. Uh, i'm not the bride's father but i have a speech prepared <laughs> about chris and that one weekend that we went away it's a bit like broke back mountain or something like that yes yeah, so i uh, yeah that you're right i'm, I'm probably safer as a cardboard safer. so okay here's another quick question for you um uh, so you're going out with the lovely naomi
0: yeah
1: you could marry naomi could do unless she comes to her senses yeah um naomi's parents cardboard cutouts or invited <laughs> to the wedding
0: there's only one safe answer here cardboard cutouts no (laughs) (laughs) not at all no obviously obviously right your
1: parents cardboard cutouts then don't want to mix the two do you it's always a bit of a dodge (laughs) when you get the 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 rents together
0: (laughs) my my parents don't have to do speeches do they
1: no no they don't
0: we'd be there a long time
1: oh they like a speech my
0: mum would my dad wouldn't say a thing yeah
1: well, that's because your mum obviously speaks a lot. Your dad do not say anything, you don't get a chance to. <laughs> he hasn't spoken for 15 years, he didn't want to interrupt her. <laughs> How
0: about you, Vince? Will there be another wedding bells on the horizon? Oh, absolutely you, not. No. You're done with all that. No,
1: done with all that, mate. I mean, we might just have a party, just have a, you know, get a few drinks in, get a few friends, get a few cardboard cutouts. Um, I mean, the thing is, also, when you get to my age, you get to that fact where you don't have so many friends. Years ago, you had more friends that nowadays you either fell out with them or they're dead. So it's not as big party as like you would have, for, for instance. So there'd be a few more cardboard cutouts. I think it might just have a party with just me, Sam, and then the rest is just cardboard cutouts because then there won't be any hassle from anybody. They won't be going, oh, I don't want to go because that person's going. Well, I don't like that person. You know what it's like at weddings. So yeah, absolutely. Just me, Sam, and a load of cardboard cutouts.
0: What a treat. You will for definitely a be a cardboard night.
1: cutout as well. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Vince.
1: Not saying you've got a personality of one, but there you go. Ooh. Let's move on. Right. What you got for us, Chris?
0: Let's stick with the wedding thing. Ooh. Okay, like a theme. So, my headline is, Bride calls off wedding after discovering fiancé. Fiancé?
1: Fiancé? <laughs> it was fiancé. a cardboard cutout.
0: <laughs> fiancé made sexist demand to her dad.
1: Hang on, let me just get not sexual demands. No,
0: sexist. 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 Okay, let's get okay. this right
1: because it, it, a, that's a, a whole go different a whole story. Whole
0: different way. Okay, carry on. So these two have been together for seven years, and they.
1: Okay. Sorry, I me there, I oh, did know. I? Did I distract you? Sorry. <laughs> this is the thing when we're in together. If I do anything towards the computer, you get you get. Oh, what's he doing? You just carry on talking, mate. You're not. This so is how it came. works. In, yeah. If you were in radio, this is how it would work. Oh, okay.
0: I'd have, have, I'd have to have everyone's cardboard cutouts. out I in radio. I think you would, because so if no someone went, oh, well, let's
1: touch the computer, you'd oh, be like, what's okay. going on there? Right, should I just stay still for you? Is that all right? Jeez, I didn't know it was going to be like this. No wonder it's better off with us being in two different continents.
0: So, the two, the bride and groom, have been together for seven years. Quite a long time. <laughs> They've been together for seven years. And suddenly these sexist things started to... I can't do it. I can't get through
1: it. <laughs> See, this is why it's best to do it over the over the tinternet when yeah. you're in one place and I'm in the other place because yeah. this doesn't work so well, does it?
0: No, it's really weird.
1: It's, it is weird. It feels weird. It
0: feels weird. I feel like I have to look deep into your eyes when you're talking to me.
1: Which is, it feels weird in its own. Yeah. Because you don't normally do You're never that attentive to me, normally. <laughs> you Normally you're doing something else. You'll ignore me.
0: <laughs> so, they've been together for seven years.
1: Mm.
0: All was good. And then she started to notice these sexist behaviours. So, for example, the groom's family started saying things like, I don't know why you're working. Isn't that the husband's job? Ooh. Ooh. Not the best sort of lead-up chat to a wedding.
1: Absolutely not, no.
0: And then, the bride's father got invited to a meal slash meeting with the groom's family. At this meeting, they spoke to the dad about arranging a dowry for his daughter so that she would not have to work.
1: A dowry?
0: A dowry.
1: So when did we go back into the 18th century?
0: Not a clue.
1: Wow. I so, mean, so okay, let me get this straight. So this girl is dating this guy. Yep. Yeah. And everything's fine. Yeah. They decide they want to get wed. Yeah. They decide they're going to have thirty guests at the wedding. No cardboard cutouts. Absolutely. Um, and so they go ahead, and then all of a sudden, the, the the guy's family say about the dowry.
0: Yes. They want this bride to come with enough money so she'll never have to work again.
1: That's a lot of money, though. It's a lot of money. Because I mean, money doesn't go very far nowadays. Nope. I mean, you know, so that is a lot of money. So that. So, I don't know, what, you saw of 100000 That would be a well-worth diary, I think. I don't know. I just... I just... How would you react? Well, one, I wouldn't be getting married, <laughs> as we've established.
0: But if you're, your daughter, you have a daughter...
1: I do have a daughter, yes.
0: ...was getting married... Yes. ...and you were taken to this secret meeting with the groom's family, and they said, we'd like you to pay up some money for me to marry your daughter.
1: Um, I think I'd probably turn a little bit Russian and I'd say something that ended with off um, yeah I, I would just say to her you need to reconsider your partner because already there was there was re- there was these red flags yeah. showing wasn't there because he'd said like you know you shouldn't be working and you should be at home cooking and cleaning and all that and, and he'll go out and provide so it's already you're going back to the, I don't know the 1920s you know where that's a lot of things that happened back then. You know, the the woman would stay at home and the guy would go out and work, which is fine. But now, they want independence. (laughs) I'm joking, by the way, with that. Chris looked at me there and was like, don't don't go there. Let's have enough controversy as it is. But no, which is totally, obviously, we want that.
0: Personally, I wouldn't mind if I came with a dowry. I never had to work again.
1: Yeah, but that's because you're a lazy bastard. That's why... (laughs) It's got nothing to do with you having a di- dowry. It's, it's about you being, oh, I don't want to work. I mean, that's why you joined this company, isn't it? Because you ain't doing much at the moment with coronavirus.
0: <laughs> so I say, yeah, but then it gets better. So they said to the dad, please don't discuss this with your daughter. Keep it a secret. We don't want to know. So he did what anyone would do and told his daughter. And this led to a marriage breakdown. Before it even begun, the marriage was over. And he got berated for us by some of the bridesmaids for ruining this wonderful relationship.
1: Well, it, was, it a, was it a wonderful relationship, though? I don't think so. And also, I mean, that's just selfish on the bridesmaids. You know what I mean? Now, I will guarantee that those bridesmaids are going to be always a bridesmaid, never a bride. That's, why they've, that's why they've gone like this. Let's just say they're probably not the, the best-looking people in the world. And they probably haven't got a boyfriend. They've probably got about four cats at home and this is their chance to have a nice dress on you know be be part of the ceremony be up there with the bride not actually being the bride but being there so yeah they're, 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 they're pissed off because they're not getting all that nothing to do with the bride no no happiness how can you be happy because if they start if it's like this now you know, what, you know what it's like when you're in a relationship everything's great at the start isn't it then yep. you, get, you get comfortable with each other so it's all good if you get comfortable because you get those things that you can I don't know you can fart in front of each other you can one could be on the toilet while you're having a conversation in the bathroom. No, all those. No, thank you. No, you, you don't. No. You've not got there yet. Never. Ne- you're never going to get there. No. So you like? It, it would ruin. I can't go to the loo if someone starts talking to
0: me. That's it. It's over. Seriously? Trip to the loo has ended.
1: So if you're in the toilet. Yeah. And I'm in the toilet as well. Whereas here we're at the urinals. Yep.
0: Oh, that's never going to happen. We would have this conversation on this podcast. <laughs> but even if someone was outside the door and tried to start talking to me. That's it you've ruined my trip to the Lee.
1: right wow oh that, that's interesting because now i just wanted to every time you go to the toilet i want to be standing outside the door and go chris are you right in there chris chris are you okay chris hey chris have you seen what's on the telly tonight chris have you seen that film have you seen the new james bond film chris what do you think about doctor who chris i'm gonna be there doing all that this is brilliant this is this is information that i need
0: it's a cruel information, but anyway, continue, so you get comfortable.
1: Yeah, you get comfortable with the other person, and then you get to that stage where you think to yourself, well, you know, it, it, it gets a bit, sometimes, I'm not saying every relationship, but it gets a little bit stale, so you have to then do things to, you know, brighten that that, that couple of ship up. <laughs> I'm going to say it like that, you know. Um, and with this, if you're already at the stage where you're not even married... And you're talking about being sexist and about them not working and then being at home doing the cooking, the cleaning, and all that. Then you've got nowhere to go. No. Do you know what I mean? You've got nowhere to go because what's it going to be like in ten years? You're going to be chained to a. I, I don't know. You're going to be chained to the kitchen.
0: <laughs> chained to the stove, I think they the saying, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's going to be. They're going to be like one of your servants in your house, Chris. They're going to be a work, 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 no play. I mean, it's ridiculous. So yeah, absolutely. They, they she, this, this bride's done the right thing. Absolutely. Got right. rid of him. Bridesmaids, just shut up. Just shut up, love. Go and feed your cats.
0: Vince, what's next?
1: OK, so obviously at the moment with the COVID crisis, um, doesn't seem to be going away. We all know that. It's here to stay for a bit until they find a vaccine, which they are working on. But a lot of people are getting stressed because yeah. of the COVID. You know, they don't know. And also, it's let's be honest, it's not the clearest points from the government coming to us, is it? I mean, just for instance, yesterday, Boris didn't know what the whole meeting was outside. You could meet six inside. No, you can't meet six inside. Oh, oh, but you can meet them outside. No, you can't, Boris. But, but you have just told us you can. Oh, you know what I mean? They don't even know what's going on. So it's very stressful. Everyone's getting stressed. So one way of relieving stress. If you wanted to relieve some stress, Chris, how would you go about relieving stress?
0: Midsummer murders and lots of chocolate.
1: Midsummer murders and lots of chocolate. Yes, you heard it here first. This is Chris's.
0: Oh, it was really bad. We watched Downton Abbey.
1: Oh yes, Chris does like a bit of Downton Abbey. It just reminds him of home. That's what it is. Whenever he gets homesick, Chris, when he's out and about and he gets homesick, he puts Downton Abbey on. And he thinks, oh, "Oh, home time," and then he starts ringing his bell, thinking someone's going to come and take his tea from him. Um, so yeah, so this is this. Everyone's got different yes. ways of relieving stress. How would
0: you take away stress.
1: I'd probably have a wank. Oh, lovely. So, um, so everyone's got these different ways of doing stuff. Um, but, this is one way I don't think I would do. And I, I don't know any of my friends that would. And you, you tell me if this would de-stress you. But in Tokyo, to um, this Japanese company, because there's a lot of out-of-work out actors, so they've got together, which is great. They're, they're making, you know, they're doing stuff for themselves, getting jobs. But basically, what they're doing is, you can now go and lie in a coffin... Which again, right from the start, just lying in the coffin, I don't think is, is getting rid of stress. No. You, you put me in a small room, I'm worried. You put me in a coffin, it's not great. So anyway, they put you in this coffin yeah. and it's got a see-through lid on it. So Lovely. you can see out of it. It's, oh, that makes it better, doesn't it? You know? <laughs> Death with a view. So they close this coffin lid, and then these zombies wielding chainsaws and axes come in bang on the side of the coffin, go over there, doing what zombies do, and this is meant to relieve the stress.
0: Well, it might relieve the stress in the same way that, you know, when you, like, cut, you, your foot hurts? So yeah. Someone punches your arm, so therefore your arm now hurts, so you stop thinking about your foot.
1: Right. You're,
0: not, you're stressed about COVID, so then they pile on a whole load of other stress, and now you realise, oh, I'm not only stressed about COVID, I'm stressed about the fact that imminent death is coming to me in the form of chainsaw wielding zombies.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Maybe that's that. Maybe that's the point they're going with. Maybe it is that because I know I can only speak for myself, but I like to be de-stresses, calm. Everything's calm around me. Walk an alpaca, get calm. Do you know what I mean?
0: Whale music.
1: Whale music. Bath. Bath. Exactly. All these things. Nice soapy bath. Nice hot soapy bath. Relax. Whale music. I don't know. Any anything else? In, have a wank in the bath. You know. Any of those sort of I things. In the bath. <laughs> <laughs> any of these sort of things is. But to put me in a coffin with zombies banging on the side and, and starting up chainsaws, that I would be. And I. I covid you're right i might not think about covid i'll be honest with you i probably wouldn't i might be thinking i hope i die of covid now because it'll stop these zombies chopping off my leg and eating it but it's a weird thing but then i mean good luck to him in some ways because the actors have obviously gone and and done this and it's and it's making the money because people are doing it it's gonna it's gonna cost you 800 yen what 800 yen to sit in a coffin which doesn't look so bad if you put it into the concept of dollars. It's $7.60. Seven, $7. So it's not that expensive, really. just sounds more with 800 yen.
0: And then that makes me more nervous. Because if it's cheap... If, I, if you ever pay for something and it's cheap, yeah, you're worried, I feel. Hmm. I'm concerned. Some things, no. But majority of things, I'm slightly concerned. If you go on holiday somewhere and the hotel's really cheap... You're going to be concerned. There's going to be something wrong with it. Why is it so cheap? Right. I feel, would I want to be locked in a coffin with people with chainsaws for just £7.60?
1: Yeah, you're probably right. These chainsaws are not going to be well-oiled, are they? I'd
0: like to pay maybe 15 and I feel it's a respectable business and I'm safe. Seven yeah. sixty. But 60 It's everyone... a garden business <clears throat> and I might not get out of that coffin. I might be one of the new zombies.
1: Yeah, but I suppose everyone looks for a bargain, don't they, as well? Yeah. You know, even if it's coming to zombies. In fact, the way I looked at it was, if I paid a bit extra, could I have the coffin? Have you paid, like... Because it's, like, 800 yen, which is $7.60. So if I paid, say, $20, which is still cheap, can I take the coffin away from me with that? Because if I do die, when I die, coffins aren't cheap. They're a lot more than $20, so this coffin and I think it would be quite nice to have a see through coffin so people can yeah, see you in there can you
0: imagine ashes to ashes and you're lower down and you're just looking up at these people exactly terrifying or
1: if you're going in where it, you know burn baby burn that bit you could be just looking you could, they could prop your head up and you could just be looking down on them that would be awesome wouldn't it I'd make sure there was a stupid grin on my face or something like that because I've always thought about you know when I, I, I don't want a, a funeral where it's a bit like I mean, this might be an idea for my funeral, and okay. my real funeral. Like, have zombies come in halfway through and scare the absolute Vejivas out of people. I think that'd be brilliant because that'll make me laugh. So, I've always wanted to do when I, when I do go, just so you know, when you come into the church or the, the, the house of rest or whatever it'll be, there will be whoopee cushions under every seat. I just, I just imagine all these people sitting down grieving and, you know, it'd be so funny. And that would make me laugh if I was alive. But I know that would I would be going to my wherever that place is, wherever you go after afterwards, I'd be laughing my head off. See that, you know, like I said, burn baby burn as the coffin goes in, or you know that sort of thing. It'd be great. But so I thought I might actually use this for mine. Get zombies in there. What do you reckon?
0: I feel it could be quite disturbing.
1: Yeah, but I'm not going to be disturbed, am I? (laughs) You're certainly going to be remembered. And that's the way you want to go, isn't it? You want to be remembered, don't you? It's like, oh, I went to so-and-so's funeral the other day. Oh, Everyone says, how was it? Don't they? Yeah. Oh, how was it? Well, it's, it's a funeral. They, they died. Response. They, they buried them or they cremated them. It's the same. Do you know what I mean? It's like, how was it? But if you said it, oh, I went to Vince's funeral. How was it? Oh, it was an absolute hoot. <laughs> Loved it. Everybody was farting all over the place. The music was blaring. He was in a see-through coffin looking at us with a stupid grin on his face. Oh, it was brilliant. Loved it. There was disco lighting. <laughs> there was there was presents as you went out. There was like a gift, gift bag like when you go leave a, a party when a small child with a bit of cake in. It was brilliant. So, yeah. Why not?
0: There you go. Why not? Right. Final story of the week. What is it? Here we go. <laughs> German football team lose 37-0 after socially distancing from opponents.
1: Okay, now I know that we do is it's actually happening is what we entitle this whole thing. But did this actually happen?
0: 100%. So, it was in one of the lower leagues in Germany and it was SG Ripdorf Molzen 2. They were taking on S.V. Holdenstead 2. Holdenstead 2 had faced a team where one player had tested positive, despite the whole squad test... Oh, sorry. I've gone wild with my reading <laughs> there. Forgot about punctuation, pauses. I've just ploughed on through. So it doesn't make sense. Who knew what that was?
1: This is This is live now. This is when we do it live here together. It doesn't work, it doesn't does work. it? It really no. doesn't work. So,
0: SB Holdenstead, the opponents, had faced a team where one player had tested I positive. I won't bat
1: in, so you have to start again.
0: What?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't bat in, because then you'd have to start again. Oh, I see. Right, okay. Do you want to start again? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> Here we go. SB
0: SV Holdenstead, too, had faced a team previously where one player in that team had tested positive. However, the whole of Holdenstead had been tested negative. So none of them had coronavirus, and yet Ripdorf felt vulnerable. They did not want to play this team. But if you forfeit a match, it comes to a grand total of 200 euros for forfeiting. Right. So they decided that they could play seven players. It's the minimum number of players you need to field. So they put seven players on the field, kick the ball, and move to the side. And let Holdenstett do their worst.
1: <laughs> and what was the what, what was the end score?
0: Thirty-seven nil.
1: That's not that's not too bad if you're considering you're not kicking a ball, you're not going for a tackle, you're just moving out the way. Because like I say, the fastest I think the fastest goal in the Premiership was something like probably about six or seven seconds, something like that. So it's literally kick off, ball round the edge, ball across, goal. So and it doesn't t- doesn't take long to get the ball. Out. I mean, this the goalkeeper's not even going to touch the ball, is he? So the, nope. h- the other team can just go and grab the ball, put it back on the halfway line, then they kick off again. So I reckon you could have got more than that.
0: It's a goal every two and a half minutes.
1: Yes, yeah, see two and a half minutes. And what are they were doing? Are they having a relax, they having a cup of tea in between. Oh, just,
0: it'd be so boring, wouldn't it? Gosh.
1: Probably lucky there's no audiences in at the moment. No crowds.
0: minutes. I was just having to run up and down a pitch. with you. I think you would just sit down for a bit and go. Pfft.
1: Surely you could, you could have done something else. If you were worried about Corona and you wanted this game to go ahead, surely you could have done something else. Well,
0: I think that it's a joke that just because you're professional football players, you can mix all you like on a football field. I think they needed to get creative. And I would suggest that each player had a stake put in the ground and they were attached to said stake. You would have to have some sort of cushioning around the stake by a bungee cord. Okay, and this bungee cord only stretched to a certain length so that each player could only go in a certain radius of their state. So no player was nearer than two metres to each other. You then run to go and get the ball, and if you run ever so slightly out of your zone, the cord pulls you back and you go flying backwards. And I thought that would really make football a lot more entertaining.
1: It absolutely would, because that would be brilliant. I'd watch that. I'd I'd do a pay-per-view on that one. That would be really funny. The only flaw I I kind of see in that is, for instance, okay, so someone kicks a ball, yeah, and it goes because everybody can't go two meters apart from each other. So, what if the ball lands within that two meters between two players at full bungee stretch? How does that ball move then? Because it's on its own, then, and there's there's two players running out, they both then ping back, the ball stays where it is,
0: yeah.
1: How how does that work? Got to blow it, blow it. (laughs) So, just as, what's this ball made of, first of all, that we can blow it? What is it, Cork. It's like a it...
0: table football, isn't it? When it gets <laughs> stuck, you have to just keep wobbling the players to try and create some sort of breeze that would then result in the ball moving.
1: It's like blow football, basically. They should have a long tube. If it ever stops like that, they just get the tube out and blow it through. Well, wow, okay, well, so I didn't think of that. That's made it quite clear. Now, Makes it? Makes total sense yeah. now. Why don't you do that?
0: Or they could have a stick attached into their little base, pick up the stick, like a like a jousting stick and then you run, 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 run poke and then fly backwards
1: what are you poking? the ball oh right it's in that zone thought you you might might a... I thought you meant the other player I thought that's a different game altogether <laughs>
0: <laughs> run, 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 run then you put your jousting staff back in your holder and continue playing
1: right, okay I think this
0: could just be a game in itself
1: see, this is the difference again between me and Chris I would, always, I would have been saying they've just got a long pole but Chris goes with jousting stick that yeah. just shows jousting. I would never have thought of was jousting. That's over for
0: the game at school. Jousting. Yeah, yeah, jousting. Is that what we did? Yeah. That and Quidditch. Yeah. Brilliant. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Jousting. Bit of jousting. We brought our horses in.
1: Yeah. Bit of polo. Fun. Bit of polo. Did yeah. that, yeah. But
0: jousting was more exciting.
1: Now, there was a question in a quiz the other day that I heard about polo horses. Yeah. I wonder if you can remember it, Chris. Because yeah. Chris did a quiz the other day, which myself and Sam took part of, And uh, it was a very good quiz. I must say, it was very good. And I'm not saying it, but me and Sam won it. There you go. Which was was surprising to us more than anybody, I think, that we won it by one point. But one of the questions was about how many... The
0: number of hooves...
1: Sorry, the money... The number of... Hooves. Hooves. You have to say it like that. Hooves.
0: Hooves in a polo game.
1: So, answers on a postcard, please. The number of hooves in a polo game. We'll tell you the answer. What was the answer?
0: It was 32. Because there are eight horses... And so eight fours of 32, four horses on each team.
1: There you go, see? Never say that you never learn anything from our podcast.
0: No.
1: Because we're very informative.
0: So, there we go. That's another week finished, I think.
1: I think so, mate. And i tell you what, it's the first time that we've actually sat in the same room and done it together. I've enjoyed your company. It's been nice. Not so much the smell, but I've enjoyed your company. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back very, very soon, whether we're in the same company or in different time zones. Who knows? Thank you for listening. We'll see you very soon. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye.